All right, my friends, welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. And I am your tribal hostess. I am your movement motivator and your passion instigator, Paulette Reestany here, lifestyle coach for creatives who are on the verge of rewriting and rewiring their stories, right? So good, so good. And um, I, as always, get to bring you magic makers and people who are creating change in the world, people who are living their dreams, entrepreneurs, healers, movers, and shakers of all sorts all around the globe. So today I'm really excited. I get to bring you uh, from Colorado, (laughs) Hallie Brooke is here with us and she is doing work that is forever after my heart because I love talking about nutrition and nourishment and health coaching. Even though I'm not personally a health coach, I work a lot with bodies and dancers and food and it's good, right? It's all good. It's all medicine. It's all tools. It's all helping us become better for ourselves, which makes us better in the world. Amen. Amen. That's right. So welcome. Hallie, Hallie, who's babysitting a very cute little puppy today. The cutest puppy. Paula, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Are you going to show your puppy dog again? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I'm hanging out with this sweet little 10-month-old golden retriever named Cashmere. Her mom is at the doctor, and I'm hanging out with her. Oh, look at that thing. And she just thinks my headphones are the coolest thing ever. I'm sure. (laughs) You eat them. (laughs) Indeed. She's a cutie. So I just love what you're doing. So now you you have um, your own company. Mm-hmm. And you want to just tell us what's, what's going on and how did you get to there? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the owner of Live Nourish Coaching. We're a functional medicine, nutrition, counseling, and health coaching company. Um, we focus primarily on gut health, chronic fatigue, and brain fog. And how I got here, so I was a math teacher for nine years in, I know, in Title I schools, um, super incredible, wonderful, rewarding career, and absolutely draining in every way, ended up super sick from chronic stress and not taking care of myself. And so I sort of stumbled into functional medicine, looking for solutions for myself, Um, ended up falling in love with it, went back to school, took a hard left turn career pivot during the pandemic, interestingly enough, um, which during the pandemic, so many people were looking for alternative health and wellness. And so I have ended up, my company exploded and we now support people all across the country in functional medicine and health coaching. Wow. Wow. And you know, I think with so many coaches, especially it really does stem from a personal experience. Yeah, for sure which becomes intriguing and fascinating and you want to like share it with the world and then you want to help everybody. Right. (laughs) Yep. So good. So So good. So I love that. I mean, I don't love that you were stressed out, (laughs) (laughs) but, but it led you on this path, Yes. um, which is so good. So what, so you work a lot with the gut. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it, obviously that's what you were probably suffering with for a while. Yes. Um, and what, what's your solution? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to fix your gut is the solution. So, you know, Hippocrates 
gosh, 2,500 years ago said that all illness starts in the gut. And we now know modern medicine and modern science. And we have thousands of studies now that show that things like ADD and ADHD and, um, autism can all be not cured, but dramatically affected. Just watch this puppy. It's ridiculous. Um, (laughs) how can I focus with this thing in the background? Um, can all be so dramatically affected by, um, by gut health. We now know that depression, um, is, is called brain inflammation and where does, where does inflammation come from? It largely comes from gut permeability. Um, we know that so many of our like chronic fatigue issues and brain fog issues come from chronic inflammation and come from the gut. So what is our solution to health and well-being? It's fix your gut because if all illness starts in your gut, then all wellness starts in your gut. And so when we fix your gut, everything else works better. I completely am there with you all the way. (laughs) Love it. I mean, food is medicine and, you know, obviously your body is your temple Uh thing that I'm always preaching about. You know, you have to take care of your temple. Amen. This is the only thing we have. I mean, this is the only thing we have. Yep. And I just see so many people taking advantage of their bodies and falling into apathy mm-hmm. and uh, hedonism in a way, mm-hmm. right? And the easy route, mm-hmm. easy route, you know, take a pill, fix it, yep. pill, fix it. Or I don't care. I'm going to eat it anyway. Right. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. I mean, cause I've been there. I did that too. 25 years. Yeah. Ago, I had to go gluten-free, went vegetarian. Yep. Took care of my inflammation, um, took care of my arthritis. Yes. All of it. It's so good. The amount I do that. Right. The amount of rheumatoid arthritis clients that we see who have been told by their doctor, like, I'm sorry, rheumatoid arthritis, there's nothing we can do. Like, here's a medication, good luck. Um, and then they come to us and we change their diet and we work with their lifestyle and we work with the way that they think. And they're now symptom-free to almost symptom-free. And they're, you know, I love Western medicine. I think it's a very important thing. It's, it's an absolute miracle that we have Western medicine and to have a doctor say, oh, you know, like this can't be affected by nutrition. I mean, it's insane. Like if you put diesel in a gas car, it's not going to work. How humans are, are so much more complex than a car. And so, of course, if we put the right thing in, the right thing will come out. If we put the wrong thing in, the wrong thing will come out. Like, that's just how it works. <laughs> the wrong thing in. Okay. I love it. I love it. Um, and so tell me about, well, and how long have you been doing this? Yeah. So I started my business in 2016. So eight, almost nine years now. And you've built a team? You've built yep. a company? Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm now primarily in the business development and coach mentoring. So, um, I support all of our coaches. We have an internship program as well to help people who are coming out of FMCA grow into really incredible experienced coaches. Um, but yeah, I have a whole team who does all the things and it is, it's such a gift to, that is amazing. So are you, do you primarily, primarily work with people online or are you very local or yeah. So we are now, thank you, COVID 100% remote. Um, we have, yeah, we <laughs> had COVID. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, COVID. We had a local office uh, for a while and COVID happened and it ended up being just myself and my admin assistant in our office 
by ourselves. And I said, this is silly. Why are we paying for an office? Um, and so we kind of pivoted our practice. We had a lot of clients who were online already. And so we just pivoted to being hundred percent online. So we have a very strong local presence here in Colorado. Um, I run something called the nourish network, which is a networking group of other health and wellness professionals who know that we are part of the puzzle, but not the whole puzzle. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like we have a very local presence, but one of our values is, uh, uh, fiercely local and internationally able. So we are internationally able and the fiercely local piece is both to Colorado Springs and to our clients who are all over the country. We want to help them be fiercely local. So how can we help them find a chiropractor and a massage therapist? How can we help them find, you know, a good, a good farm box so that we're getting good quality fruits and vegetables? How can we help them find a local rancher so that we're getting good, high quality grass-fed meat? So that's, those are some of the things that we help our clients with. Wow. Well, how can you help them find that? <laughs> <laughs> um, a part of it is our network. Like we, we really have a very strong network of, of co-practitioners and, um, we have clients all over the country. So we have a pretty good grid on, you know, what, what places in the country are food deserts, what places in the country you actually can get organic food, that kind of stuff. Um, and then part of what we do as coaches is we help empower our clients. So, um, when we're working with a practitioner, we help empower our clients when we're working direct with, with, clients, we help empower our clients. And so we say, okay, you need organic food. You live in Billings, Montana, where you literally cannot buy organic food at your grocery store. Your option is Walmart and that is it. And so how can we get organic food? And so we're doing a ton of research on behalf of our clients. Oh, that is so freaking awesome. To help them find stuff. Yeah. And you Thank know, you. yeah. Wow. I am kind of blown away by that. That's so good because if there was more of you, <laughs> If there was more of you, <laughs> it would be a lot happier country. Amen. Well, that is our goal to have there be a lot more of us. One of our goals is to have live nourished, be, be a household term like target, obviously not anything like target, but right. Um, yeah, yeah, right. I know for, for that to be a household term. So we're working towards that. Very exciting. Yeah. That's thank you. So exciting. And you know, I just, uh, you know, I've had clients, I just had a client got diagnosed with Crohn's disease and, mm. you know, I know there's another way. I know yeah. there's another way. Uh, I mean, I wish really do need to go to nutrition school. <laughs> yeah. I talk about it all the time. Um, it's just so good. Um, okay. Anyway, I won't go there, but, um, so I want to know about you you the woman. Yeah, totally. So what do you do personally? So I love talking about self-care. I love how people take care of themselves. Mm, Amen. Yeah. So how do I take care of myself? Is that what you're asking? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, I have a reading, um, the author is escaping my, my brain right now. I'll get back to you on that, but it's called self-care and beautiful. I didn't make it up. I wish I did but it's what I live by and it's what I walk my clients through. And so it talks about self-care um, in that self-care is often the unsexy things that we do to actually take care of ourselves, to actually in some ways parent ourselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas self-care is not necessarily chocolate cake in a bath. We know right. that chocolate cake in a bath is a great way to enjoy life, um, but it's not a way to care for ourselves. And so right. the way we care for ourselves is we make nourishing meals, even if we don't love cooking and we move our body, even if we don't love working out. And we meditate and we, we practice our spiritual practice and we have a budget 
and we get outside and we get sunshine and we take vacations and we do these things that like a good parent would make a child do, right? A good parent makes their child eat their broccoli because they hate their child. No, because they love their child. Um, and so, so what is it? Yeah. So what does it look like to actually love yourself? It's probably not getting Starbucks every day. Like probably loving yourself actually looks like getting Starbucks twice a month and the rest of the time drinking a good organic adaptogenic coffee, because that's what loving yourself actually is. So that's what I teach. And then that's also what I live by. Um, I'm, I'm really good at, at playing, at adventuring, at doing really fun things. Oh, you're really active. You're very athletic. And I'm very athletic about that for a minute. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a mountain biker. Um, I'm a whitewater rafter. That's whitewater rafting is one of the ways that I, um, I cultivate badassery. So, um, <laughs> oh my God. I thought you'd like that. And, and that's badassery. I'm writing this down. Excellent. Yeah. Cultivating badassery. So that, that actually is a self-care thing for me. Um, it's a long story. I was married to a man who was a whitewater rafter, who was a great whitewater rafter and, um, a pretty abusive human. And so I, I learned to love whitewater rafting, but I was never able to do any of it by myself. And so part of that self-care process was me going, this is hard and not a lot of people do it. And so I'm going to do it. And so I went and took a swift water rescue course in the middle of COVID. I went and camped by myself in order to do that. Um, I've, I've gotten on mountain buzz, which is like the Craigslist for rafters and found total strangers who will teach me how to row, which is a risk. Like that's a risk as a human. It's a risk as a woman. Uh Um, but that, that to me is self-care, like cultivating, becoming the woman that I want to be. Uh Um, and, and kind of cultivating badassery. So yeah, mountain biking, whitewater rafting, hiking, backpacking, all the things outside are definitely a way that I, I do that for myself. I'm writing this down. That's so good. Are you hearing this people? <laughs> you guys out there in heart and hustle land, this is so juicy and so fantastic. Cultivating badassery. That is what I'm all about. Saying yes, saying yes. yes. You got it, but you got to say no. Mm-hmm. So you can say yes. Yep, exactly. Right, right? And I'm all about, I mean, I'm not as badass as you. Well, I might be a badass. I you. sort of doubt that, Paula. I think you're probably pretty badass. <laughs> um, I have gone whitewater rafting. I do a lot of hiking. I don't do mountain biking, but I go biking. I'm a, I'm, I'm a runner and I work out at the gym. And of course, I'm, I have a global dance company. Cool. Uh, and so I've been dancing and teaching women around the world. Uh, a style of dance called tribal belly dance, global caravan, tribal belly dance. Okay. Which is so empowering on so many levels. It's physical, it's spiritual, it's emotional. It's learning how to love yourself, learning how to express yourself, but it's also about connecting with others. It's not solo dance. And I think that's something that we really need in this world today is more connection and more community, right? Especially women, especially women um, who want to learn to live together and complement each other and support each other without competition, without, you know, all the negative self-talk stuff. um, Right. And all the self, the negative self body talk, right? Yep. So, and I know you're all about that. Um, so can you talk about that a little bit? The, the negative self-body talk or positive self-body talk? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, the mind body integration, I think it kind of gets this, this woo woo sort of reputation. Um, and it, it totally does. And it is not woo woo. I'm a science nerd. Um, I am, I live in NCBI, which is, um, NCBI is the, the national publication of all kind of the peer reviewed scientific studies. Oh my God. And we have That's way so, more than that, but <laughs> totally. But we have so many studies that talk about that mind-body integration. And so um, I'll tell you a story just of myself, and then I can tell you how this applies to our clients. But I went through a period of time where I was I was just struggling with my health. I felt sick. I was tired. Um, I was struggling with my adrenal health. I was struggling with my gut health. And so I started hyper-focusing on those things, partly because of my training, partly because of my education, like you know, if something is wrong with my gut, I'm picking it apart and trying to analyze it and figure out what's going on and trying to like, you know, unpack all of these things. And I was on a hike one day and I just thought, what if I just told myself that my mind is well and my body is well, like, I wonder what would happen. And so I'm on this hike and I'm just hiking, going, my mind is well and my body is well, my mind is well and my body is well. And by the time I got done with the hike, I actually felt awesome. Like a lot of the symptoms that I've been struggling with were gone or I didn't notice them anymore. Um, I felt great. And so I, I turned that around and I was like, okay, what is the science behind that? And what the messages exactly, those of you who are listening, Paulette's pointing to her brain, the messages that we give ourselves in our brain, our body responds to. Mm-hmm. And so if we are hyper vigilantly trying to pick apart why we're sick, we're going to feel sick. Exactly. Um, oh if my we God. are telling ourselves that we are well, we are going to feel well. And you know, there are scientific pieces to that. I can't, wish away a flu. Like I wish I could, I can't like, if you get the flu, you're going to have the flu. Um, but what we tell ourselves in terms of my body is strong and my immune system is strong and I can fight this. And, um, I love myself and I care about myself. If we're giving ourselves those messages, we have scientific studies that show that living organisms heal faster and we are a living organism. I mean, it's wild. It, well, and that's that's the reason why affirmations are so powerful and mantras are so powerful. Yeah. You know, people think, oh, it's silly to sit there and go, oh, I love myself or, you know, it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> it rewires your brain. It's the most important thing you can do. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what, I think that's what a lot of people in the medical field miss. I think those of us who are in kind of the functional medicine world and the allopathic world, we get that. Um, but still people in the functional medicine world and the, um, and kind of the naturopathic world, you know, we're still treating with, with, uh, supplements and nutrition. And I think that piece of the messages that we give ourselves are so important and so often get missed. We have a whole piece of our program when someone works through a gut healing protocol or an adrenal healing protocol with us that goes through like self-care, self-talk, the messages that you're giving yourself, um, like your spiritual connections to stuff in the past that is messing with you. And like, we can't heal people without that. It's crazy. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. I hope everybody's really listening to this. this so good. <laughs> I mean, I talk about this, I talk about this healing aspect all the time, but she's getting down to more little nitty gritty stuff there. Um, so Hallie back to you. Mm-hmm. So what, so, so you have this active, you know, sports related outside activity thing. Um, so how is your diet? How is your diet is, 
diet meaning your yeah what I put in my body intake your food mm-hmm. intake so and that's that's one thing that a lot of people they think of the word diet as you know going on a diet right instead of diet is your nutrition mm-hmm. diet is just what you eat right, right? um so how uh, what is your food intake like yeah. I was actually laughing this morning. I recorded another podcast this morning with a functional medicine doctor and he asked me the exact same question. And my first response was like, I really eat pretty standard. And then I said, oh, but my standard is totally not normal people's standard. <laughs> so normal, but yeah. So when I say I eat standard, I mean, I eat real food that comes from the ground or that has a mother. Um, so like real food, mostly plants, not too much. The Michael Pollan statement. Um, I don't eat processed food. <clears throat> I really don't eat fast food. I go out to restaurants with my husband a couple times a month because it's fun and we go on date nights. And when we go out, I don't really worry too much about what I eat because I know it's infrequent. And I know that in those times I'm nourishing connection. I'm not necessarily nourishing. Oh, I love that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily nourishing like my, my kind of plant-based diet because there's four categories of food. That's a whole nother thing we could get into, but there's information, energy, um, connection and medicine. Those are the four categories that food falls into. Um, so when I say standard, I eat real food that comes from the ground. I eat from farmer's markets. I eat from natural grocers. Um, my, my grocery bill is produce eggs, high quality, like good aged cheese that has good probiotics in it. And then, uh, we have a rancher who's about 20 miles South of us who does all grass fed grass finished beef. My husband is a huge hunter. So I eat elk and deer. Obviously we don't eat a ton of that because he gets one deer a year. And then, you know, we space that out through the whole year, but that's what I eat. I eat real food, not too much, mostly plants. Nice. And when I say standard, like the standard American diet, the sad <laughs> diet is not what I eat. I eat real food is what I eat. <laughs> yes. That's so good. You know, and I've had this conversation a lot lately, so I'm vegan. So okay. um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an animal rights activist, but yes. Uh, and that's fine. And I don't judge anybody else for their thing, but, um, what do you think? Well, okay. Processed foods. Mm -hmm. So now there's this onslaught of bacon meat. Oh gosh. Which that's vegan. It's vegan. Uh I have tried almost all of it because I'm curious. Totally curious. I see it as a positive stepping stone for people to transition to more plant-based foods. Mm -hmm. Yet it's highly processed. Yeah. And so now I'm like, really, really, I mean, like I said, I think I've tried it all. Yeah. I'm steering away from all that. In fact, I'm actually, I cook for people too. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, uh, And my... I used to have a vegetarian restaurant and uh, my philosophy is healthy, organic, plant-based, not processed, um, seasonal if possible. I mean, you know, we're lucky that we can have, we can have foods from all seasons pretty much. Absolutely. Um, and so, uh, anyway, I'm not even sure what I'm trying to say, except, uh, this processed food thing mm-hmm. uh, is just kind of, it's getting whacked out. It's super whacked out. And one of the problems with 
a lot of kind of like the alternative meat um, is that it's all genetically modified. So a lot of that, not all of it, there's some that is, you know, made with black beans, like black bean burgers, great option. That's a real food. Yeah. Like black bean and quinoa burgers, go for it. Those are both real foods. And they probably, that burger probably has four ingredients in it, like solid. Um, But like the, you know, we shouldn't name brand names, the brand names that you know of, um, they are, they're produced with genetically modified soy and corn, which our bodies don't recognize as food. Um, We have scientific studies that show that it causes massive inflammation in our bodies that genetically modified soy specifically is, is linked to, um, to estrogen based cancers, which is actually a fascinating misconception about soy, soy that is not genetically modified. And then is water washed is incredibly beneficial for women and for hormone balance, especially post-menopausal women, organic non-GMO water washed soy is one of the best things that you can eat genetically modified soy is literally molecularly a completely different food. And so when you go read the studies about soy, you know, we went through this whole thing 10 years ago where soy was like the best thing ever. And then soy became the worst thing ever because it has all of these phytoestrogens. And when you go and you actually read the studies, the studies that are linked to breast cancer and ovarian cancer and all of these nasty things are 100% genetically modified. And we have other studies on the flip side that show that non-GMO, real soy, organic soy is actually linked to lower levels of hormonal cancer. And so that's one of the things, especially when we're talking about processed meats, like it, it's so processed and it's genetically modified that it's not the same food. If you're eating, you know, good, high quality tempeh, like fermented soy, that's a fantastic food. If you're eating an impossible burger, I would literally, no kidding, like rather have you eat your crock like that, that rubbery shoe, you'd probably be better off. Um, so, so that's, that's one of those crazy things, um, about food that, you know, it's not just, oh, well, vegan meat is bad or vegan meat is good. It's like, well, what is it made out of and where does it come from? And what is it processed with? And all of these other pieces. So now someone just sent me a thing where they're, they're in, um, they're making meat in a lab in the lab oh gosh please oh. don't ever eat that oh my god oh please people oh it's <laughs> horrifying to me it's horrifying it just makes me uh, uh, right oh good there is nothing okay about that there's nothing okay about absolutely that. nothing okay about that so good okay. and just just like a total side note if you actually look at the because the, the whole lab-based meat thing is being you know portrayed as this fantastic thing for the environment because we're removing the methane of cows the amount of energy that it takes to keep the lights on in those labs, to keep the coolers on in those labs is 14 times what a field of cows produce 14 times. Like it's not actually an environmental solution. It is way worse. We could go down a whole rabbit trail of that. Just don't eat lab-based meat. If you're going to eat meat, eat actual meat. Yeah. Disgusting. Okay. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So I know we're running out of time, but I love that what did you say about the four types? Oh, yes. This is my favorite thing to talk about. Okay. So food falls into four categories. Um, energy, which is calories in, calories out. That's when people hear the word diet, what 95% of people think about, right? If I can get um, calorie deficient, I'm going to lose weight. That's what every diet on the planet talks about. Um, so energy, but there's also a flip side to energy. Your body needs energy in order to function. You have to put calories in or you die. Um, the second one is information. 
So the, the type of food that you're putting in your body gives your body a different chemical response. My favorite example is broccoli or diet soda. You can have a hundred grams of broccoli, or you can have a hundred grams of diet soda. Your calories are probably going to be equal. So energy is equal, but that chemical information that that's giving your body is vastly different. One is giving your body, you know, sulforaphane and cancer fighters and phytonutrients and all these amazing things. The other one is literally telling your body that there's a foreign invader and your immune system is going to go attack it. So same amount of energy, very different information. So energy information. The third category is medicine. I like to say food is the fastest way to heal yourself or the slowest way to kill yourself. Um, and what we eat is medicine. Every single pharmaceutical we have on the planet right now started as food. So let's just go back to food. So when we're trying to heal something in our body, when we're trying to balance our hormones, when we're trying to heal our gut, when we're trying to function optimally, food or the fuel that you put in your body is going to be your best medicine. And then the fourth category that I think gets overlooked and ignored so often is connection. Mm -hmm. Um, Food is connection. It's connection to each other. It's connection to our culture. It's connection to celebration. It's connection to history. It's connection to traditions. And so, so often, you know, like Thanksgiving and Christmas are great examples. People freak out. They're like, oh, well, I can't eat what's what's available to me in Thanksgiving because it doesn't fit with my diet. I'm like, you are missing the point. Or like, I can't, you know, I can't go out to eat because it doesn't fit with my diet. And so we say, okay, how can we choose intentionally to nourish connection? Because mm-hmm. nourishing connection is equally as important as nourishing any of these other things that we nourish. I love you so much. (laughs) I'm so excited about this conversation. Good. Sorry. I'm just rescuing my shoes. We're good. Keep going. Not going to eat the shoes. Um, (laughs) He wants connection. (laughs) He sure does. I love it. No. And that's like, I mean, that's the thing that I think I preach the most is how hungry we are for that connection. Yes. And yes, food is just like such a beautiful way to have connection with someone else. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the things like Thanksgiving and what has that turned into except for this mega, you know, biggie size feast, mm-hmm. which is really sad. Yes. Um, instead of just this beautiful coming together and sharing food together. Yeah. Yeah. And understanding that, um, you know, if if your kid just graduated high school or it's their birthday, you can have a piece of cake. Like, please have a piece of cake because having that piece of cake is connecting and celebrating with them. If you're in charge of the cake, let's get like a really great nutrient-based cake. There are amazing cakes that aren't full of sugar and preservatives. You can make a choice, but still have a piece of cake. And if it is a preservative-filled piece of cake, have a couple bites because you're, you're enjoying that birthday celebration with someone that you love and care about. And that, you know, what that comes down to also is just being present. Yes. Just being in the moment. Amen. Which so many of us are, we're in such a freaking hurry. Yeah. Move on to the next thing or whatever, or have it, have a thing instead of stop. People just Mm -hmm. stop and take a deep breath right? Yep. Stop and be with who you're with. Don't be looking at your freaking phone. Get off you your phone. Conversation with somebody. Right. God, does that just kill you? Kills it me. really does. So anyway, <laughs> that's a whole nother, <laughs> nother story. All right. Oh my God, Hallie. Oh, 
So good. I just love what you're bringing. And we need you to like be president of the United States. And, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and, you know, make, make the world a different place, please. Somebody help us. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, we're all making changes. I love that too. I love, I love the fact that I can bring change to the world and to each person that I work with um, and talk with. And just being on this type of network uh, with this podcast, this is my fifth year for this podcast. Wow. And, you know, just introducing people to other ideas and to other other people who are creating the life of their dreams, of living their passion, of creating their businesses, which I think is really important. Yep. Um, and stepping into their abundance, which is also really important, but also yep. stepping into their well-being. Yes. Right. Um, first and foremost, actually stepping into that place so you can live in abundance. And abundance can mean so many different things. Yes. Um, and, you know, and... I have found so many women who are afraid of that mm -hmm. want to live their dreams, but they're afraid that they have a fear of success or a fear of failure or a fear of, you know, doing the right thing or a fear of doing the wrong thing or whatever. But, but, you know, stepping into their dreams and desires and their power and their beauty and uh, their well-being. Yep. So, oh, Gosh, that was really exciting. <laughs> Good. I'm so glad. That was a very exciting conversation. Um, any last words? Oh, man. Um, yes. So if I could leave people with anything, it would be the question, what am I nourishing? If we can get conscious of asking ourselves that question in all all areas of life, what am I nourishing with this relationship? What am I nourishing with this food choice? What am I nourishing with this movement choice? Um I think a lot of the poor decisions that we make are because we're just on autopilot. I want X, Y, Z. And so I'm going to have X, Y, Z. And I don't really even think about it versus um, if I'm going to go out for a burger and fries, it's because I'm nourishing connection. If I'm going to choose a quinoa salad with avocado, it's because I'm nourishing the medicine that the, and the energy that food is to my body. If I'm going to take a nap, it's because I'm nourishing my adrenal system and allowing myself to rest. If I'm going to go for a run, it's because I'm nourishing X, Y, Z. So um, my goal for my clients is that they can make 100% nourishing choices 100% of the time. And that obviously does not mean choosing a salad and a run every single time. Sometimes that means choosing a nap and a burger. So yeah, and a puppy. apparently a puppy and the cutest puppy on the planet. <laughs> yeah. So final words is start getting conscious, start practicing, asking yourself the question, what am I nourishing? And life changes that one question and we can turn things inside out. Oh, yes. <laughs> so sweet. I love thank it. You. Oh my God, Hallie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What fun and what great work you're doing. And um, I can't wait for my people to connect with you and you to connect with them and to put this out there and everybody in heart and hustle land, you know, take a deep breath and just listen to your body and nourish your body what are you nourishing how are you nourishing and what do you need what do you want what do you want more of what you know ask yourself ask your body your body knows mm -hmm. your body knows you're you have an a, a intuitive guidance you have a gps system in in your body if you yep. slow down and be quiet listen and talk talk to your to your God, to your source, to your inner being, your
higher self, your guides, whatever, wherever you go with that. Yep. Right. But you got to ask for what you need. Yep. Absolutely. And how can you live a better life? How can you step moving forward with better intention and more well-being? And that's what we're all about. Wonderful. So good. All right, my friends. Until we meet again, many blessings. I love that you're here. And please reach out to Hallie or me. Um, if you have questions or comments, I'd love to hear your takeaways from these conversations. Make sure you subscribe and share us with all your friends as well. So we will see you next time.